Welcome to Gray Awakenings, a podcast covering the gray areas of life. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Um, my name's Adrian Gray, and my pronouns are he and <laughs> sorry, that was <laughs> that, that was an intense hey, y'all. Um I thought I saw someone out the door. No, no creepy ghosts in here. No, there's no. So anyways, my fun fact for the day is I'm a daddy switch. Yay. Yeah, that was my aggressive hey, and I'm really sorry about it. (laughs) Um, I'm Amanda Drew. Uh, My pronouns are she and they, and my fun fact of the day is that I'm a sub. My name is Hannah Gray. Um, my pronouns are they and she. And my fun fact of the day is I am a switch. Yay. Yay. So we started that a little differently because today we're talking about BDSM. So why not just tell everyone our life? Because um, <laughs> we're about to anyways. So yeah, I'm excited. Me too. So Amanda, want to oh, tell us what yeah. BDSM is? Yeah, I want to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> um. So usually BDSM gets lumped into like bondage, domination, and submission, and then masochism. Um, It's actually three different types of relationships, all in like one acronym. (laughs) So it's bondage and discipline, and then domination and submission, and then sadism and masochism. And we're going to kind of like go over um, like super general definitions of all of this because um bdsm is such a huge topic that like if we tried to do that in one episode sorry it would be like four hours long um maybe seven maybe seven i mean there's six definitions here so let's go with six hours right. cut it right down. <laughs> um but today we're gonna really talk about um like dom sub relationships so domination and submissive relationships um and mm, we'll probably touch on everything else too cuz <laughs> cuz why not <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah so um when we talk about domination and submission we're talking about relationships that have one person who is um this sounds redundant, but dominant in the relationship. So they're usually the person who takes a little bit more control. Um, and depending on like the type of dom you are or that you have, you can range from like a soft dom to a hard dom. So soft doms being like the people who aren't going to tell you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but they take a little bit more control. Yeah, like, they'll take yeah. more control. Um, they're probably like always the top, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but then you've got a hard doms who are like will not take no for an answer in a, um, in a pre-negotiated like yes, consensual way. Yeah, I should probably preface that. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably talk about that. So, um, any sort of like BDSM relationship is always based on like super super consent, like and you communication. Can, yes, like hardcore. Yeah, like you. I personally don't think that you can get any more like yes trusting than um a bdsm relationship outside of like a poly relationship mm-hmm. because they're both like they're both deviant yeah you know what i mean they deviate from like <laughs> right they they deviate from like what society says yeah. is normal um so you have to talk about these things in order for them to be like ethical and consensual um so like 
generally you'll go into a relationship and it'll be structured um so it, assuming that it's a dom and a sub okay and that it's not two switches or a third person involved um the dom will have a, a good dom yeah. <laughs> will have lines that they don't cross Mm-hmm. with their sub so those are hard lines or soft lines so like personally for me like a hard line is like any sort of bodily fluids mm. so like uh, okay for a hard line for me is poop oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like shit happens when that piss happens but like (laughs) 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 but like no shame if you're into it right it's just my line like (laughs) um so like these are things that i will not do under any sort of circumstance Mm -hmm. those are your hard lines yeah and then your soft lines are um things that you might do under certain circumstances or things that you won't do right now like when Mm -hmm. i was breastfeeding like nipple play was a fucking soft line because yeah. please don't I don't want to squirt you this milk is valuable bitch <laughs> so <laughs> man I don't I don't have a lot of feeling in my nipples so I was like Psh. it didn't matter to me anyways but um but so those will be outlined your relationship will be outlined as far as like um okay yes it's okay to text me while I'm working and um play dom yes it's okay to do it when I'm around family and play dom or no you know what I mean those lines are drawn um and then any good dom will follow suit with those lines and like boundaries and stuff absolutely um I guess my like side question real quick is I feel like people get confused and only think that this is in the bedroom can it can it also wiggle into everyday life too absolutely it's kind of why i brought up like um like your your dom being allowed to like dom you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um in like work or non-bedroom settings i mean you can you can have a dom in life um and it, it, yeah it's pretty much like all depending on like the way that like you talk to one another too like sometimes because um uh, sometimes so like there's different ways of like being a sub too so like you can be like just a typical sub and like to be downed and then there's also subs who sometimes get into like brat phase i was gonna say bratty bratty yeah so like when they're super bratty is like when they're acting out and like doing things that their dom doesn't want them to do out in public or something like and embarrassing their dom and so then the dom would then take control so it's all power play Yeah. yeah 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 and so like the dom would create a punishment for the brat in order to make them submissive yeah yeah or put them back in their place or yeah and and like what those those terms are always so negative 
but like I, I they're think, fun for people who are into yeah. like so dumb like stuff I kind of want to talk on this because like as someone who grew up in the church and someone who like sex is so shameful like even vanilla sex is shameful like I have always had such a negative view on BDSM because I was like okay the only thing I know of is Fifty Shades of Grey which is not a great representation <laughs> at all <laughs> Merp. I know I know how you feel about this Amanda. so it's like. I I've always been like really scared of the community because I just didn't understand it and I I don't know it was just like really stressful for me but becoming immersed in the company or in the company in the whatever <laughs> in, in the community and like also identifying in the community it I never understood it, especially as someone who has experienced a lot of sexual trauma. I was like, how the hell would I? I'm never going to have a dom. Like, uh-uh. Like, you know? So it was like, it's, I always had these strong feelings. I'm like, I'm a feminist. How could I ever, like, this is like, like college me. Like, I I was like, I could never let someone, especially a masculine person, dominate over me because of what I've been through and patriarchy, you know, like that was my mindset. But like actually being in in that role and I've recently um, kind of like, ex, ex, I guess, found out I am a sub. I always thought I was dom or a switch, but I also obviously switch but like I I really highly identify as a sub now because I've experienced it and now I get it I'm like please call me a dirty slut please slap me like please you know like all these things I'm like what (laughs) I would never want I never thought I would ever want that because I thought it was wrong because of like patriarchy and like abuse and stuff like that but then I'm like that's not what it's about it's fun and like please punish me like here's my ass you know like I don't know and I mean, like, it. the only thing that makes it fun is the fact that, like, once you start learning about BDSM and you learn that it is all consensual and that the person that's providing this for you, so, like, your dom who's um, providing this subspace for you, you are entirely trustful of this person and comfortable and know that, like, they're not actually wanting to hurt you. But that this is something fun for the both of you. Yeah, for sure. I just like thought that would have been a little important to bring up because I feel like some people listening might also be like, whoa, you know, and I want to be like, I relate to that. And it doesn't just listening to our podcast doesn't mean like we're telling you you should be like in the BDSM community. We're just giving you information and sharing our experiences and just basic information about it, too. So let's get back to that basic info because we went out on a tangent didn't we i don't know maybe we didn't i feel like we did all right actually i'm not (laughs) (laughs) um yeah because i don't know how else to i mean we could talk about other dom sub relationships we could talk about well maybe we should explain okay so we explain what a dom is so a dom is someone who is going to be have a little bit more control sub is going to kind of give someone else permission to take more control and then a switch is someone who can be both in the dom um and sub space yeah depending on the relationship yeah so literally someone who can switch between the two dom and sub yeah for sure yeah cool do we want to take a second and just do yeah we should probably take a second and do the other ones in here okay so like um 
Let's do bondage and discipline first, because I think that that's going to be easier. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so bondage is pretty straightforward. Okay. So anytime that um, you're being constrained, whether that's rope, um, cages, chairs, um, like being tied down, um, even if it's something like, like a lot of people will use the like corsetry for bondage because it's still constraining, um, and, um, erotic in a way. Okay. And so it's like not anything. like entirely sexual either. No, right. Like a lot of times when it comes to bondage and like doing that sort of stuff, it's like a so lack of control. Yeah. Yeah. There's something like powerful in not having control for a mm. minute. Like a lot of the time, a lot of us have so much control over our fucking lives all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's <laughs> raising their hands. Right. And <laughs> other people's lives and like scheduling and work and school and like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> you just want to let go sometimes. So like being bound is literally succumbing to like whatever it's basically like surrendering your body to full pleasure yes you know yeah mm. okay bondage and discipline um and then discipline's also really straightforward yeah so um it does fall a little bit into like the dom sub relationship just mm-hmm. because discipline is involved there yeah um i mean i feel like it's even more so like in the de- ddlg relationship like the daddy dumb little girl yeah um sort of deal just because like that i feel like that's where you see more of the punishments than just in typical dumb sub yeah um well ddgl stuff is like (laughs) ddlg as soon as i said it i was like take it back Yeah, um, I mean, there's also CGL, which is caregiver little, which is just like more of a non-binary, more of a non-binary. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> Outcast over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely a little bit more structured yeah. as far as like the discipline. Um, but discipline is. You get a punishment. Yeah, yeah you get a punishment super simple and then sadism and masochism is the the one that people i feel like always trip over like people be tripping over this pain aspect okay yeah <laughs> um so sadism is where you derive erotic or sexual pleasure from giving pain whether that's like physical or emotional um or or mental, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in in the brain, in <laughs> your brain, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. humiliation would fall under like the emotional or uh, mental pain quotes, um, and then masochism is when you derive uh, erotic or sexual pleasure from getting that pain. So if you're into being humiliated, then you are a masochist. If you enjoy flogging someone until they are red and bruised, you are a sadist. And, like, both of those are valid and 
come with consenting relationships okay (laughs) and it's like like giving pain like um some examples too would be like if you did like spank your partner until they bruised and then like knowing and and like seeing those marks on them knowing that like at work they still feel you and they you know like every time they're sitting they think of you and like stuff like that and vice versa if you're the person who has those marks every time you see them you think of that that dom you're like ooh, i remember that and then you get like kind of horny um or yeah you know like that's kind of where that comes in in a way that doesn't sound as scary i feel like i feel like when you're like pain sex like everyone's like ah! and and everybody has like their own limits too oh yeah and and that's something a good dumb would be able to read the signs on their sub because they know them very lo- well mm-hmm. that um you know they've reached a peak and they need to stop or you know everybody has like y- there's your typical um green yellow red light you know green you're doing great keep going you can go a little bit further somebody says yellow you can keep going but you need to slow it either slow it down a bit or keep going at the pace that you're going um but as soon as red light goes completely stop because Mm -hmm. then obviously this person has gone over some sort of edge Mm -hmm. or something and it's not you know Typically, when it does get to um, the red light stage, it's not necessarily that the dom did anything wrong. It's just in that moment, the sub has received enough and cannot go any further or has been triggered by something. And if the dom does not stop, then it is no longer consensual. Yeah, for sure. I also just want to point out that there are like layers to these sorts of relationships like you brought it up like like it's not always about the pain it's about the aftermath too Mm -hmm. so like right now we can't get into all of these like um these little conversations that we could have about all of the layers that are involved with bdsm but like just know that it's not base level like and we might get into them when we talk about our own experiences you know right but like there's so much it's to so, it. Yeah, that's it's so much. Yeah. And it's like it's so easy to just hear this and be like like just kind of like check out. Yeah. You're like, "Oh god, I don't know. This is sketchy or like you don't know how it works or like I don't know." So like yeah. bear with us. We'll get through it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um there's so much more to it and we like cannot touch everything in just this one episode. No. Like absolutely not, not even close. Yeah. Um I also think it's important to talk about like some benefits of BDSM play and like I know in my research in the past like few years especially working with like sex education and stuff like that um, sexual wellness I have done a lot of research about it and I know that it like helps um, decrease stress is like a really big one Um, and then it also increases like communication and trust with partners Um, it can actually help reduce anxiety and like mental, like it can help with mental health, um, and all these different things. I don't know. I think it's important to touch on that. Like there are many benefits to this and plus pleasure, like, okay, (laughs) right. (laughs) All the pleasure. I think it's super important to bring up like the benefits of it though, because, um, a lot of the time people look at like BDSM relationships and they're like, ooh, that person has something wrong with their brain. Yeah. And it's like, no, we all have desires. Mm-hmm. Like, 
we all have things that we wish we could be mm-hmm. and we have fantasies and yep. like every single one of us has them like yeah so there's just being different. able to explore them mm-hmm. is like being able to explore another part of yourself and it can help alleviate like stress it oh, can yeah. help make you feel like you like personally I have control over f- everything in my life mm-hmm. like everyone relies on me for everything so when I'm in any sort of like um sub role it is like it's a huge stress reliever for me because I don't have to worry about anything <laughs> you tell me what to do and then good things happen and yeah. it's awesome yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and so so for me that's stress relief mm-hmm. you know it's the same way that like like art is stress relief for mm-hmm. me it's just like I have more than one hobby sorry <laughs> <laughs> for so, sure. but yeah it's, it's important to bring up you're right yeah that's good um should we talk about like different ways to inflict pain or like different things or should we just talk about our own experiences I don't know I feel like we should save the pain for the S&M oh okay Okay. You know what so, I like, mean? So, no, like, don't talk about unless choking, unless we're like, like talking about it in our I, own. Stuff, I'm definitely gonna be like, bringing up some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. But okay, yeah. No one can hear you. Yeah, we'll go into. Adrian keeps talking not into a mic and like not realizing that. I know. No one can I hear know him. we're real close, but like we're talking. Yeah, we're just uh, having side conversations. Yeah, I'm like talking to a mic. All right. So, are we just gonna do our own things now? You seem ready. <laughs> oh, I, I'll put mine over us. Um, okay. So, this is pretty new. Adrian and I have been together four years. So, um, this, has, I, this is uncharted territory before I met Adrian. Um, basically, we always call each other switches because, like, in our relationship, everything was, like, the switch di- dynamic. Like, we're a pair. Like, we both split everything. We're equal. Equal, you know, like, everything. Like, we'll, yeah. we go to the grocery store. We literally split it down in the middle. We, like, like still look at the day. cashier. We've got our calculator out already. And we're like, okay, this much. Yeah. And, they're and like, now we can just do it in our what? head because it's whatever. <laughs> so, like, everything in our relationship was so equal. So, like, everything was, we just called each mm-hmm. other switch. Whatever. That was just our dynamic. And, um, then recently, so like after, um, we opened our relationship up and started practicing polyamory, I think this was like three months ago or something, two months ago. I don't even know. I have no idea. Um, I think it's only two. Okay. Well, one of those things. Um, yeah, probably only two (laughs) or even one. I don't know. Shit's going so fast. I can't even breathe. No, it's more like two. Yeah, I think it's two. So for some reason, opening up our relationship and starting practice poly, like Adrian, not for some reason, but like Amanda was right. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Amanda gave us the best advice ever. Well, gave me because I was thinking for a while, like I'm going to have this conversation with Adrian. We're going to open up our um, relationship and like be poly like practice poly again but I was so scared because Adrian and I and we've talked about this on the podcast before we've struggled with our intimacy in a sexual way like we have amazing intimacy but like sex has always been hardship and um, Amanda was like well what happens if because I always said like I'm gonna wait until our sex life gets better and you literally you were like what if your sex life will get better if you do this? And I'm like, well, fuck, I never thought about that. <laughs> like, damn. 
I I guess you're right. Like I I've been waiting for something to happen before we did it, but what if this is the answer? Right. And guess what? It was. Um so thank you, Amanda. Um you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um I don't even know how this came up, but um I think we had like a conversation or something. I don't or maybe we just like how did it happen when we started like playing with this new Dom sub thing? Mm, I, I don't remember if we talked about it really. I think, I think we kind of did, but like in one, some way we did. I guess like just one day we well we've had a flogger or no 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 a crop a crop yeah for like four years literally we've only been together four years we've had a crop for like three years and eight months like we got <laughs> a crop two it. months into our relationship i've I'm had sure. a chest Never harness used it. for same two, amount two of time years, we got it years. the same place no we got it the no, same well, as that town oh wait no three years three yeah years. yeah you're right um and never used it. Never I mean, used any of this. I've worn my chest harness, but mostly to events. Yeah. Still haven't used it. Um, Sexually. Yeah. We'll get to that. Maybe. We'll see. Um, so Fingers crossed. Basically, one day, <laughs> I don't even know how this happened. I might, My memory is like shit right now. Um, so, I don't know. This was sometime two months ago. And, like, we just grab i think we started like with spanking and then we were like grab the fogger yeah yeah no we like okay that. so we definitely started with spanking and it was just like a one of those freak nights that like no it was during the day <laughs> it was literally during the day and we just we literally were just laying there and it was we've kind of been talking about just sex in general and how like we want to like sometimes have like play with p- pleasure without penetration and we're like talking about like how we're gonna do that and then just one day we're like hey we're right here like let's go I don't know it, we didn't talk about it it just happened yeah we just started making and we out. just yeah I was like making out and then like spanking and like it wasn't like I was doming you or you were doming me it was like we kind of kept switching we're like no you started off on me and then like I started doing it to you but you didn't like it as much no I did liked it you liked it but not as much as you did yeah. but it was my first time so um I've ever been flogged or spanked really so besides someone like doing it during sex and it was like awkward um <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> so um so that was like super fun and we were like whoa like we like this like what's what is this and then adrian i think like the next day or something adrian was like you were like a little butt slut well no. <laughs> <laughs> you give your mic away <laughs> so oh, okay <laughs> oh i guess that was me asserting my dominance um, <laughs> right. so getting getting here so um i think like a couple days later or something like we were talking and adrian was like i i I don't, maybe this happened another time. I don't know. My brain is literally mush. I'm so sorry, everyone. But basically we had a conversation and he was like, I've been realizing that you are actually pretty dumb in our relationship, like not even sexually. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm a very dominant person. I have a very dominant energy. I like control. I like, like I manage our money stuff, our bills. Like you were just like one day you were like, 
you do all these things and like I appreciate you and I'm like oh my god I didn't know I needed to hear this but I did um and it was like wow I felt very seen um and then he was like like I'm realizing you have this dominant role like do you want to continue to kind of like see where this goes in a sexual way and I was like oh I I guess like what I thought we were talking about groceries yeah (laughs) but like it was just like okay like I'll try it and then like um I think I don't even know like one day I just like you took a nap and I like texted you and this is not like me I was sitting on the couch and I was like super horny for some reason I think I was like texting someone which is a cool thing about polyamory is you can be like texting all these other people and then be really horny and you're like I got someone in the other room. Oh, my room. God. I have someone here. And this is great. So, like, I I very rarely am horny. And if I am, I'll, like, masturbate. So, like, I knew. I was like, if I text this to Adrian, he's going to be like, who are you? Like, <laughs> what is happening? So, I texted him. I said, hey, you want to fuck me in a couple minutes? And he literally was like, like, wrote back in. <laughs> Or like something. I was Woke like, up out of a deep sleep. Like something. I don't know. I like said something like that. Like, hey, I'll meet you in the bedroom in a couple minutes. Want to fuck me? And like. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You texted me and you were like, you want to do doggy style? Oh, yeah. Fuck me doggy style. Or yeah. Something like that. And I was like. Yeah. Is this real? <laughs> He's like, what kind of demon possessed Hannah? Um, <laughs> so like it was really cool because. I literally like it was still me kind of being dominant because I was like you're gonna do this but obviously it was consensual because he could have said no and I would have respected that but But y'all know like Adrian he's like (laughs) hopping on that so like it happened but like I did not let him kiss me I we barely even looked in each other's faces like he was doing his deed and that's it like it was like so hot like so hot and I'm like oh shit Maybe I like this. So then literally it's like we had sex like twice in a week, which is like more than we had for a whole year. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is the answer. So then like we had like did it again and not like that. But like, you know, like Uh, the next time was the best. Yeah, the next time was the best. And I melted. Yeah, he melted. So basically we I don't know how deep should we go? Might as well. If you're cool. All the whatever. So. What's that? Let's talk. I'll just post Um, my ass picture. What's that? I'll post my ass picture for the thing. Oh my god! No, you won't. So basically, (laughs) this third time we like hooked up. It was I. We were laying in bed at night, and I remember this vividly. Yeah, you can tell us. And we were making out, and um, yeah, you're like, if you look on there, it's like. Boom, there's my voice. Just keep talking. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's so funny because you can totally tell her dynamic now. Because I'm like, keep talking. (laughs) Um, Ew, I just put my foot on my drink. (laughs) Okay, shh. Telling a story. Um, So it was late at night and we started making out. Our late at night is like 8.30 p.m. Yeah, we're grandparents. So um, anyways... We were making out, and then all of a sudden, Hannah flips me over onto my stomach and gets in between my legs and doesn't let me close them, like pushes them as far out as they can go. 
and like my face is in the pillow so like there's nothing that I can do at this point and um just Hannah just goes to town and spanks my butt a lot a lot his ass was so bruised the next day it was amazing (laughs) it was was so nice yeah and so I don't know. So it's been really fun, and I guess like I mean, but like you, that, w- that, that was that was your so, first like, time in subspace. Yeah, that was the first time that I had actually experienced any sort of subspace. So like uh, subspace, all of that, and like subspace for me is very much um, my brain just kind of goes quiet. There's nothing else that I think about. There's nothing else that I have to worry about. All I have to do is focus on the um pleasure that i'm receiving the the sensations that are going through my body at that moment um and it's really cool because like as his partner being able to see his body relax being able to see and feel the pleasure radiating from him and like knowing i'm doing that it's really impactful to see and it's like really invigorating i guess but not only is it in that moment that like it quiets down my brain so like day to day um my typical brain is um constantly at 100 thinking about many many negative things um taking me to darker places um and so during things like this when it quiets down my brain it gives my brain a break and then it actually like goes on for the next couple days or like even just one day depending on like what's going on yeah in that moment um so it it actually keeps me out of my depression and and my anxiety um because i there's the residual of like the bruises and stuff so Mm -hmm. i still feel that pain and then i'm thinking about what happened last night instead of thinking about the terrible thing that someone said to me on lunch, you know, so or twelve years ago, how you yeah, yeah, I, because my brain, like, I literally, I will, um, go, I will go, um, and think about, um, what I said, or there's a girl who said something to me in seventh grade, and I'll go back and think about that, literally. I do the same exact thing. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, And it's for like hours. Oh, yeah. Or days where I'm like constantly fixating on this one thing that I fucking said that was like awkward or like that someone said to me that like hurt or anything. I'm like, my brain does the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, He'll text me and be like, oh, my God, Helga in sixth grade. Like sneezed I was on so me, in love with that. And <laughs> like, Hannah called me out for this the other day, <laughs> and so I was like, mad. "Oh shit!" Wait, why did I call you out again? Though? I don't remember. Oh, it was so funny. I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Um, I don't. I honestly don't remember. But can I just? I want to drop some some yeah. fun facts. Okay, so, um, from like a physiological standpoint, so like your brain connected to your body standpoint, your Mm, okay, so your nerves and your brain don't register good or bad touches. They only register intensity of touches. So that's why, um, like, getting tickled 
can be too intense, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing as like getting your fingers or having someone's fingers like 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 tingled over you. Yeah. Yeah. They are the same feeling because it's just the level of intensity Mm -hmm. that your nerves are picking up on. Yeah. And then your brain says, oh, too intense, bad touch Mm -hmm. or too intense. Like, yeah, I like that. (laughs) So it's just how your brain is processing information. And then. The way also that context, I'm sure too. Yeah, context as like well. Who's doing it? Was there consent? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but then, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Your brain. Okay, so then, <laughs> lost it. I lost it for a second. <laughs> but then, um, anytime that your brain registers a stimulus, endorphins are produced. Okay, so when you're experiencing like intense sensation and your brain is actually registering it as pleasurable, Mm -hmm. it's still pumping out endorphins. So it will pump out endorphins for like two to three days on average. Okay, which is why you're actually like feeling better long term. Yeah, Yeah. makes a lot of super dope. There's this. um, There's this body modification artist that I'm in love with his name is Fakir Mushafar and he um he has this famous quote that he said that um I'm probably gonna fuck up now that I'm thinking about it but um he says that there is no pain there's only intense physical sensation Mm. and it's something that like I've kind of like lived by since I've heard it that's cool but yeah it's super cool because literally there's no there's no such thing as pain like we experience pain on a human level but like our brains don't know what pain is they just know like oh that's intense holy shit (laughs) so like like, get help (laughs) (laughs) right yeah or, you know, relax and enjoy this. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like that person who's like thinking about like gunshot wounds and shit. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. But still, you're like even with a wound like that, yeah. which is like something that like I've engaged in knife play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed it. Um, but like that's that's kind of where I found that soft line for me was Mm -hmm. like, okay, too much blood, not good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I have to, I have a limit on like the amount of blood that I can see. But, um, (laughs) Adrian said he would pass out. (laughs) He He definitely would. Um, but yeah, no, that's really important for sure. Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I would only pass out if it's my own blood though. Really? Like, seeing other people's blood, like, whatever, like, I don't care, like, that's fine. But, like, if it's my own, because, like, I went to go get my blood drawn one time, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I ended up passing out. It was great. <laughs> so, but, um, um, so <laughs> they had to, yeah. I guess back to the stories, um, so I guess, like, my experience with Dom has been really fun so far, um, and I've. I once again before like literally we were always switched so it was never we never really everything was like very vanilla it was very vanilla and so now it's like kinkier and like I will choke Adrian occasionally Mm. hold him down when he's on his stomach Uh, spank we've done crops Um, I don't know if anything else I gotta set up the bed straps yeah 
So like, and we're going to continue to explore more things, but it was also interesting because, um, I've also got to dabble a little bit as a sub, um, not too, too much, but, uh, a little bit. And it was really cool because that experience was, I was able to learn from what I was experiencing stuff I can do with Adrian as a Dom and I was learning it in a subspace. Um, I thought it was also cool because um, it gave me perspective of things. So like he would always say like, oh yeah, you can like talk, talk to me dirty and like call me certain things and stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm and then, degrading like, you. Yeah. And, it's and like, then like when I, <laughs> when I was in the subspace, I was like, please call me a little slut. Like, please, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. now I'm like fucking talking shit to him while I'm like, slapping his ass and stuff and like he loves it you know and I know he loves it and it feels good for me to do it too I've never been able to do that so like um so that's it's been really cool but I think it's interesting I guess like I was talking to Adrian about this today like my small dabbling in subspace which I'm continue I'm planning on continuing to explore it um so what I like about it, what I think is interesting is I never thought I could be in a subspace because of my sexual trauma. Um, however, I'm finding that it's healing for me. Um, and that is because one, it's a trusting situation. Um, but also I'm finding a lot of comfort being in a role that it's like I'm consenting to, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like healing. It's yeah. so healing. It's flipping the script on your trauma, it's man. It's reclamation. Yeah. It yes. is. Because Completely. like it could easily, not to like be negative Nancy no, Nelly good. over here, but like it could easily become a trauma space. Yeah. Like, oh, and yeah. that's why like having trust and communication and consent is so, so fucking important. Yeah. But like, Having those things initially mm-hmm. can help with past traumas because it flips the fucking script. Yeah. Like, it's like exposure therapy. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't recommend this to, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to just anyone. You no, know no, no, what no, I no. mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, sure. it's exposure therapy. Definitely. But it's also, like, in every sort of dom-sub relationship, the sub has 100% full control. Oh, yeah. Like... Even though even though they say the Dom has, like, all the control and they make the rules and stuff, but, th- you know, even though they do that, the sub still has full control of every situation. Because the sub can stop at any point. And, like, even, like... And, and use a safe word. Yeah, and even if, like, a partner's, like, going too intensely or something hurts, you can... You literally stop them right there and you're like, hey, too much. Like, slow down. Or, you know? So, um, I it's been really cool to explore subspace because it just it's really really it's very very healing for me and I did not expect that at all um so that's why I think I'm like super excited about it and excited to explore it more um they also say that like the best doms are people who have experienced subspace yeah oh yeah of course um and I'm sure you'll explain that a little bit too with yeah. your situation, but yeah. I'm almost done. I promise with mine. Um, but I don't know. I'm just like, 
I'm like really excited about subspace. I just, I don't know. I'm just very excited about it. Um, I definitely, I don't know. There's just like, it's opening up so much territory for me to explore. I feel like, um, and also I was kind of explaining this to Adrian earlier, like as a non-binary person who was assigned female at birth like I feel like I push away my femininity a lot as something negative especially with sex because I've been hurt so fucking much and taken advantage so much so like in a sexual way like I think I push away femininity and I personally do not think femininity and sub is synonymous um I think that in my experience I'm kind of equating that as more feminine for me um it doesn't have to be that way always, but like this is literally just what I'm experiencing. I think that's also like a social construct. Oh no, too. for so, sure. Like, I I just feel but like a lot of people negative. will no, yeah. but I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, because like, it's, it's like it's a society. Social construct. Yeah, women are weak and yeah, they should be yeah. submissive. And but like listen. for me, <laughs> it's like reclamation for me because. I am feeling more feminine because I'm being dominated, which once again, it's totally socially done, but it's registering in my brain as healing. So that's why I'm like, okay with it. So like, I feel like if in like this specific situation with a dom, I trust, et cetera, if they call me things that are more feminine, I'm okay with it because I'm in this space but if you try to call me that in like everyday space I'm like what the fuck who who you who are you you know so it's like it's interesting to me because it's like shape-shifting I feel like I'm like shape-shifting and like I don't know I feel like I can talk about this forever but like it's just like so cool that I'm feeling a lot of healing from it and um it's just exciting mm-hmm. I don't know I guess I'll stop talking now but I'm very interested in like choking spanking um Something I did not ever expect, but being slapped, I'm into it in the face, like hard. Like what? I told Adrian that I experienced that, and he was like, "Someone fucking slapped you," and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that. So, yeah. Okay. Bye. Um. So for me, my experience. Um. I didn't start, like, dabbling into kink until I was... I was 19. Um, So that was five years ago. Um, Dating yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, what the heck? I'm getting old, oh y'all. Oh, my God. Core life <laughs> crisis is coming up. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so... In the beginning of it, I essentially started to discover that I was more of a dom. But through this, because of the person that I had met, I had then also discovered that I was a daddy. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to explain this in the best way possible. So... I found myself in a DDLG relationship, which is a daddy dom little girl. And a lot of people will like cover more of their relationship and stuff in another episode. But um, 
a lot of people equate it with being something negative and like it's incest or the um, incest is very taboo. Yeah. Yeah. And but like they'll also do um uh I don't remember what you call it. Um but essentially having sex with someone underage because like people like pedophilia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not in um, infantilizing someone or yeah. um infantile um, pedophilia. Because um, this person who is of age and consenting is regressing in age um, based on their own experience in this relationship or like in their own life. So like they may go to a certain age, um, you know, the age ranges are all different. They can be a bratty teen. They can be anywhere to all the way down to like infant in diapers and stuff. Um, and it's all based on preference. I want to point out that no one is fucking an infant in diapers. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Just, no, I not just at all. Say that everyone is like a consenting yeah. adult and that everybody like, is over the age of 18. Of it, of it's a role play of yes. these ages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just want to like real yeah. clear, real clear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it it doesn't always come down to that. Some people just like the um, what do you call it? The fuck um, the label. I got it. Okay. The label. The label of the relationship. Some people. (laughs) Yeah. Some some people like to be called daddy, and that's okay. Um. So. That's when I first started dabbling into that, and that also included paddles, um, butt plugs, all sorts of things. Um, but that you know that kind of like died off for a bit, and then I met Hannah, and we did our whole shebang, and then we opened up our relationship, and I now have a little again, um, huh? Yeah, it's the same little. Um, but we didn't talk for, you know, five years. And so it was really good to catch up. And we decided to continue where we left off. And it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. So for people who might not be, like, well-versed, um, what does that relationship look like for you? Like, um what's the dynamic um i I mean as long as you and your partner um so for us um it's very much of like i'm a caregiver for this person they typically regress to ages between three and five sometimes um so it's very much about uh, stuffed animals, cute clothes, snacks, movies, coloring, um, that sort of stuff. So like, that's a large topic, but it does like, and so this is, um, something that I should also explain. DDLG relationships are not always sexual. Yeah. Some people like it just for the caregiving aspect, but in this case, our relationship is very sexual. Um, we, in, enjoy 
dabbling into sexual behavior a lot. <laughs> we um, enjoy dabbling <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we dive in, but we dabble. Like, no <laughs> We're doing dabbling can- cannonballs. <laughs> dabbling yeah. cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about it. Um, so, and this person is also like a masochist and stuff. So, like, enjoys pain and um is very um uh you know just wonderful um (laughs) (laughs) um so for us it's it you know we we go both ways you know it's very much caregiving but it's also like sexual and like being dominant and stuff cool yeah. yeah, I appreciate you talking about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I do think that, like, I understand why it took so long for you to, like, come out. Yeah. Because I do think that this is, like, the, probably the most mainstream taboo kink. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's one that, right like, now. a lot of people don't, like, they'll, um, not necessarily, like, make fun of it, but, like, um make it less than what it is and like just use daddy for anybody, you know, like you know, it'd be like, Ooh, look at that too. daddy. Like I, I've never really, heard, I, I didn't even know DG, DD. Oh my God. DDLG and CGL. I didn't know that was a thing. I legit did not know until mm-hmm. Adrian came out to me. Literally no clue. So I never saw it. And then when he came out to me with it, I see it everywhere now. Like yeah. literally everywhere and it's, it's like very common but it's never being talked about in a bad way ever when i see it which is so weird to me yeah that's probably just the spaces that you're looking at them yeah. into but it's different when you're bringing it up to someone for the first time and you don't know how they're going to react because all people hear is daddy and little girl they don't hear any of like the little intricacies. They don't hear about the layers that are involved with it. So all they think is like, Oh, you want to fuck children? And then they get pissed off about it. And that's the only reaction that I've seen from people who, who haven't, um, like been indoctrinated. You know what I mean? Do you care if I share like kind of my reaction when he first told me? And okay. So when he first told me this was like years ago and like, it was not anything to do with DDLG. You were just like, Hey, like sometimes I watch like stepdad porn and stuff. Mm. And, and I just was like, okay, like I didn't really care, but like, I wasn't sure. Like, and you you were like trying to ease it in. I think you were like, I like think it's it would it. I liked that if I was the stepdad, you know, or like in that dad role. Do you remember this? This was like yeah, a long time ago. Weren't we at the trans conference? Maybe I don't know. Because I remember being at a hotel and we went to some back room and it was like an entrance to like some wedding or something. Like oh. music was playing. <laughs> Uh, it, I don't it was like this. some weird tucked away like place where there was seating Oh, because um, okay. we couldn't be around our other quote unquote partner at the oh time. God. It was that early in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. All I remember is just like not being sure. And I I thought we were at home, but whatever. Um, this is a f- that's the first time that I ever brought it up to you. OK, maybe I'm talking about a different time. I don't know. But I just remember I 
didn't judge you, but you had so much shame with yourself that I was like feeling shame about it because you felt so much shame. So like, I felt like, oh my gosh, like this is a bad thing for him because he feels this shame around it. So like, I need to help him. And like, that's just my personality. (laughs) So I was just like asking him, I'm like, do you have weird things with dads? Like, are you okay? You know, like has anything bad ever happened to you with a father figure? You know, like that's where my brain went. And I was like trying to like help you and dig Mm -hmm. deep, but really you're just a fucking daddy and that's totally cool. And you just didn't have the words or for it, or you didn't think it would register for me. Right. Or, and it it would, yeah, I definitely didn't have the words for it, but I also like didn't have like I didn't have the education about it as much as I do now. And then like also on top of it, like I've been in this sort of relationship for three, four weeks now. I don't know. Um, But like it's progressive, like it's progressing and very well, um, very ethically Um, not but it's also like I've known this person for a very long time and like um you have an established trust connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um so it, that like makes it a lot easier. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where I was going to go. I'm getting tired. That's okay. It's close to bedtime. <laughs> it's Amanda's turn to tell all the things. Um so I think I was, I was probably 15 or 16 um, when I started, like, really looking into, like, any sort of, like, kink or BDSM. Um, Baby kink. (laughs) Baby kink. (laughs) Well, like. Kinkster. To be fair, like, the, the first time that I was, like, sexually active with someone, like, I mean, in any, any way, they were, like, seven years my senior. So, like, I had already been involved with someone who was, like, a little more experienced. So, when I eventually had sex with someone who was also, like, five years my senior, um, it just kind of naturally, like, gravitated towards something that was, like, a little rougher and... um, like more on the kink spectrum um so I was like 15 or 16 when that started and then this is gonna sound it's gonna sound bad but I dated a lot of military guys in high school and so that's where I met my first person who was like I like cutting people like knife play is my thing I don't date military people anymore because I have this preconceived notion <laughs> and like, <laughs> like it very it was not it was not yeah flip floppy like but um, it was very much like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's getting blinded by both of our lights. <laughs> oh, okay. You could have told me to turn it. <laughs> I thought you were, Adrian had his hand up like he was whispering something. And I was like, you could fucking say it, bitch. I'm right here. <laughs> My friends make secrets. <laughs> so... Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think it was like 16, 17 when I like moved into like a relationship that was a little more like, okay, these are the things that I'm into. Let's, can I, 
you know, dive into this sort of um, knife fetishy, kinky sex. Um, and then I probably didn't pick up until like college again, which well, we're going from high school to college, but like it was probably like a two year jump where I was like, okay, like it's all right that I don't have kinky sex. Um, but I've, like I said, I'm a sub. So, um, a lot of my, like, a lot of like my kinks come around, um, like rope play, um, bondage, um, anything like forced like I like being immobile I like like total domination over me um I I was really into like the like I would I would consider myself a masochist because I enjoyed the knife play I enjoy um I enjoy getting hit like call me a dirty little slut I fucking love it um, <laughs> like, and it's like here I am. <laughs> um, it's a whole mood, right? Right. Literally, <laughs> I'm, but I'm. I don't know. I've never been in like a real hard dom sub relationship, um, because I think that I'd be a brat. Like, I think I would, you be, would totally so be so fucking brat. bratty because I, <laughs> both of you are like, yeah, yep, you You're would. <laughs> <laughs> because I just, like, I want to be told what to do, but don't fucking tell me what mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I've always been nervous because, like, what if I get a dom who's like, I'm a hard dom, and then they're actually a soft dom, and I scare them away. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, can't handle this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've always been a little, like, nervous and mm-hmm. not, like, sure <laughs> about stepping into that role. But, um, but I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think. I, just, I feel like I've, like, dabbled so much, but yeah. I've never settled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's fine. I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like to dabble and I like to learn and play. Yeah. But, like, I've never, like, I would never have settled into like something like you adrian i at least yet you know yeah you're just a traveling sub yeah <laughs> oh I that's such a nice way thing. to say it <laughs> i don't want to be a traveling sub i'm like please someone claim me claim my ass um so uh also i wanted to bring up kind of like a good sub dom relationship or like dynamic I guess from a sub perspective um in my opinion is like someone who is like puts your pleasure first and or not necessarily first but like prioritizes your pleasure as the sub but then like and makes you feel sexy and amazing and all these things and then that way you like want to give them all this stuff, you know? Yes, we have to talk about aftercare. I literally have it circled and starred like a million times. Jesus. We, and like, can I tell a story like yes. where the first time I was like, why am I feeling this way? And oh, then I like, yeah. I was like, oh, I need aftercare. Like, whoa. Yes, because um, I have one too. <laughs> yeah. So this was like a couple weeks ago and I literally was like, 
I, I mean, I've been dissociating for the past like month, but I was like in the midst of that. Didn't even know I was dissociating, but I was. Um, and I like had stress from like I was quitting a job and something else. Ha- I like was up since 4.45 a.m. And then like there was some other big thing I was like doing or no 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 I drink a cup of coffee like full caffeinated coffee (laughs) and I do not drink coffee like I'll drink decaf coffee so I had a full glass of coffee that day been up since 4 45 and I quit my job one of my jobs so like so much fucking adrenaline and then I was hanging out with my dom at the time and he slapped me when we were making out and it was enjoyable and it felt good but then literally I after we were like done, I sat down and I completely crashed. Like hardcore crashed. Yeah. It's way too much adrenaline all for one day. And then I just was like dead the next day. Like everything and like I felt nothing the next day. Like completely numb the rest of that day. The next day I woke up completely numb. Couldn't feel anything. Couldn't feel love, joy, nothing. Sadness nope so I like messaged my one friend who is like super into BDSM and kink and stuff and I was like um I'm feeling this certain way blah blah blah. and she's like yo aftercare aftercare (laughs) aftercare aftercare I'm like okay I'm my ass about to go into the bathtub and like take care of myself and all these different things so I don't know I know there's probably a lot more but like aftercare you can get from your partner um I personally believe that you should oh, be getting absolutely. aftercare from a Definitely. good dom yes. because this is all involved in the fucking relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not just about This was just like, like a weird anything. situation oh, or like yes. yeah. Like maybe it didn't it couldn't it happen. Yes. <laughs> like that's fine. But yeah. at the same time aftercare could have been texting oh, you yeah. something. Oh yeah, I was getting that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was getting the texts but like it couldn't be physical in person aftercare yeah. in this situation. But. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I um I have a comment so a comment is a person who like kind of comes into my life every now and then um I wouldn't consider them a partner but like when we link up we link up like it's great um <clears throat> and he 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 doesn't cuddle which is the problem nah, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the first time that we we didn't talk about this and I didn't know it was going to get as rough as it did. Um, but afterwards I was like, all right, it's cuddle time. And he was like, I don't cuddle. And I was like, Oh, Oh no. Oh. <laughs> like just ended up laying on the bed. Like, but can I cuddle you or like how does this work because I need the aftercare like Jesus Christ you're like like, grab a pillow you're like I I did I did I grabbed a pillow and I was like what do I do and I left like an hour later and I was like I gotta go cuddle something like now like I needed there was no aftercare it was just like done and then we were watching Black Panther and I was like fuck that's this. not okay <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah it was definitely not okay and the thing is that like when you have so much intense stimuli your brain crashes those endorphins mm-hmm. only last so long and mm-hmm. like they either need to come down naturally like with aftercare yep. like where you're bringing them down nice and gentle or they're just gonna fall yep. and that's like, what happened yes. to me yeah yeah absolutely and it wasn't all because of play it was like all this all the stimuli and then like 
smack me in the face and then i'm like yep but i'm like do it again but just not now (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) but like with adrian like after i get done with him like i will rub his back and give him kisses and cuddle him you know like i make sure and it's like such a it's so innate it's mm-hmm. like not even something I planned on doing. It just happens naturally after we play. And like we have that s- situation. I don't know. It just yeah. comes really naturally. It's good. Um, very much for me, like in a Dom role, um, it's. <laughs> Caster is meowing at the um, It's fine. It's, it, it comes very natural for me for sure um the thing that makes it the hardest especially like in my situation is having the relationship be long distance and so like i can't be there to do the physical care and so therefore i have to find other ways to verbally do it or um you know these are things that i would do if i was there um probably like one of my favorites is like reading a bedtime story mm-hmm. When you told me the first time that, like, you read her a bedtime story, I about died. I'm like, they are so fucking cute. I can't even handle it. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? It's adorable. Literally. He's like, I read her a bedtime story until she fell asleep. I'm like, eh. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's so cute. So sweet. So sweet. (laughs) But then, like, that's, it's so important. You're right. And I feel like, like, your love languages come into this as well. So, like, it's really important to, like, understand how mm-hmm. aftercare is taken. Yep. Um, like, if you're a dom, you need to understand how how your sub takes aftercare. Just, you need to know. Um, because if, if back rubs aren't going to do anything and they need emotional validation, mm-hmm. then, you're, then you're just rubbing someone's back. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. You're just, yeah. But if you're long distance... And, like, physical touch is what's necessary. Then you can always convey that. You know what I mean? Like, I would rub your shoulders, and then they can rub their shoulders, or, you know, like, something gentle, or reading. Yeah, I mean, what we do is, like, we use the asterisks. um, And so, like, we'll put one of those, and then, like, describe what we would be doing. And then, like, and that, and then, you know, say whatever we have to say. So, I also kind of, I kind of want to, like, end this episode talking about, like, how you can find people to explore these things with. Um, also, what to look out for and some red flags, because it's really, yeah. really important. And this is something that I'm kind of going through right now, because I have a very specific thing I'm looking for. Mm-hmm um and so. there there are like a lot so um there's a big issue and this isn't to like make everybody look bad like there are like so many good things in the community you know obviously like we all have like described our benefits and stuff but there are a lot of toxic doms mm-hmm. who say that they and are daddies. doms and daddies when in reality it's just a way of them to cover up their um, ways of abuse yeah i was gonna say that i just had a friend person a person i had a person um who recently came up to me and 
in like a roundabout way asked said that they were going to dom me you know what i mean well this is my the the person that i talked to to about the other last week yeah um and so it was pretty much like oh you're in the community i'm gonna i'm gonna have to talk to your dom I'm going to have to talk to your dom because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what wouldn't get into, like, specifics. Yeah. But, like, very much, like, insinuating, like, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is not yeah. ethical. It's not. It, that is as far from BDSM and kink as you could possibly get in my p- opinion. And I feel I mean? like a lot of people who have that stance are also very uneducated because they think yes. Dom is a control, someone who controls and someone who takes advantage and all this stuff. When in reality, like I said, said earlier, like this is someone who is like prioritizing their subs pleasure. This is someone who's communicating. This is someone who is loving and like all these different things. So I actually have mm-hmm. like something I wanted to read from the internet. And um, also too. like, um, people hear a lot of like subs, um, kind of like worshiping the ground that doms like walk on, but it's all based on who they choose to worship the ground on and based on what their fetish is because not all subs want to worship. I'm not fucking worshiping shit. Yeah. Someone Um, asked me the other day, because I'm on FetLife now, and like someone was like, will you fetishize my penis? And I'm like, I don't even know your name. Like, <laughs> I'm like ah, I'm too soon. It's like, and that's fine. Like, if you're into penis worship, that's fine. But like, tell me your name first. Let's get to know each other. And yeah. maybe, I don't know. I don't know this life. So like, as a sub, like if you show me like respect and all this other shit and like treat me like a decent human being. Yeah. Maybe at some point then we can get to the level of worship. Exactly. Um. So like, uh, FetLife is somewhere you can make a profile where you can meet local people um, and it's very specific. You p- put like whatever you're looking for and you can search out what you're looking for in your area. Um, just be very aware you're going to get a lot of random messages from people you do not want to talk to. Um, also, uh, so this thing i saw actually your partner posted adrian um when people say that they're dominant in bed they're usually not actually dominant but they use that label to romanticize the fact that they will be completely unresponsive to your individual needs and cues and use your body to masturbate instead with having sex with you yep (sighs) (sighs) have someone in my life like that right now (laughs) (laughs) and calling their ass out super bad all the time so it's like watch what you're like watch out like when you're looking because like i'm personally looking for a dom right now so it's very interesting for me because this one person i'm like talking to they're like i'm a dom but like i'm not seeing any signs of it actually being legit it's more like this person wants me to just be at their beck and call and do whatever i want or whatever they want me to to them but they've never said anything about like what my needs are and like what i want you know so i know that's not actually what i'm looking for at all um whereas like another you know like it's just i'm like (laughs) yo (laughs) this thing gonna work i don't know so i don't know if any of that made sense but Whenever I'm talking to someone and they're like, yeah, I'm a dom. And then we start talking about like um, anything in any sort of detail. Mm -hmm. If they don't ask 
like what knowing that I'm a sub, mm-hmm. if they do not ask me what my hard or soft lines are, mm-hmm. I will tap out. Yeah. Like I'll give I'll give them time, but like within that first day of talking about those things, like really right away, mm-hmm. it should happen. Like yeah. you you have to know those boundaries otherwise how is you, it going to You work might out? just jump into something and immediately cross a hard line mm-hmm. and you don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I, I liked in my experience with the Dom, um, th- this person just kind of laid out like, these are all the things that I've done before. These are all things that I'm interested in potentially doing again. Like, what ones are you, like, what ones are you definitely not into? And like, that's Especially being so new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to use the terminology. You just have to get the idea out there. Like, okay, what are your lines? Great. Cool. Exactly. I won't cross them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So, cool. All right. Any last minute things? Advice? Not that I can think of. <laughs> nope. 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 I think we covered it. All we, right. we yelled about consent and yeah. Communication. Don't communication, be a dick. Communication. 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 <laughs> fucking talk about everything. If something talk makes you uncomfortable it. during sex, whether it's in BDSM, kink, any kind of sexual play, speak fucking the fuck up red light tell them tell them it doesn't feel good tell them to please stop like communicate prioritize your needs it's okay no means no also not everyone's good at everything mashed potatoes (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) 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 poor bean (laughs) i had to i had to i knew what was gonna happen all right we love you all so much have a kink love you Mm, get that booty slapped so before we say bye (laughs) (laughs) before we say bye though you can find us on instagram at gray awakenings you can email us at grayawakenings at gmail.com you can find me on facebook at hannah gray and instagram at the sensual nonconformist i'm also on snapchat now under uh, i don't remember doesn't matter i guess Okay, go. Anyways, my name is Adrian Gray. No! <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Adrian Gray and um, on Instagram at the Transpirational Healer. Ooh, oh, sorry. Because um, <laughs> I reached for it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're hot my name is Amanda Drew. <laughs> Your eyes and you can crossed. find me at my Facebook at my name. <laughs> and then uh, you can find you me on so Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Not Too Taboo Amanda. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we love you so much. Be kinky, bitches. Yeah. Have fun. <clears throat> yeah. Slap that ass. Bye. 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 Bye.